Friday's Let's Talk. Thank you for joining uh, with us today. I'm not sure where you are, but it's just a real privilege again to open the Word of God and be able to send out a podcast. And the only person who knows where it's going to end up is God. And so I appreciate you joining with us. If you have your Bible, we'll be in Matthew um, chapter 6 uh, this morning, You fo- or if it's afternoon, morning, evening, whenever you found this podcast. Um, you're going to pick it up in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, and uh, when you get to Matthew chapter 6 and starting in verse 5, you got the Lord's Prayer, uh, and that kind of goes down to verse uh, 15. And so Jesus gives some instruction. Uh, I want you to listen to verse 5. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward so one thing that I was thinking about, prayer is not for all to see, which is kind of a different concept for most of us. Because most of us, when we think about prayer, we think about prayer meeting or whoever prays on Sunday morning, whoever prays at the Bible study, whoever prays at college and career, whoever prays at youth, whoever prays at the end of worship. That, that's a lot of what people see. And so we're almost programming our mind to uh, correlate prayer in public. Well, Jesus is saying, hold on a second, I don't want you to do this. Not that we shouldn't pray in public. We need to pray in public. But in Jesus' day, the Gentiles or the hypocrites were the ones that said, you know what, I want to make sure everyone uh, sees me. So Jesus is going to encourage this group of people that it's not about being seen. Here's another thing. But when you pray, verse 6, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. How many of us, if we would say today, would say, you know what, I have a room that I go and meet with Jesus? You know, we saw the movie, uh, the prayer closet, the prayer room. and But then how many of us actually formulate or how many of us have an actual time? Okay, there's my recliner. There's a light there. There's a notepad there. There's my Bible there. This is just where I go sit and meet with Jesus. I go sit in secret and pray with him. If you've ever had children, there's always something special about watching your children do the right thing. It's kind of cool, or they get recognized. That's kind of neat. And so what is it like for our Father in Heaven to wait for us to come and meet with Him in our little quiet place in that room where we've set aside and say, you know what, this is where I need to go meet with my Father. Um, and so just you know, a thought before we get in all the way into the Lord's Prayer. One, people don't always have to see us. Two, do we have that place? And then third, when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Don't be like them. For your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray like this. So when we get to that time where we're actually maybe read some scripture, we're listening, or maybe you're sipping on your cup of coffee, and when you get the opportunity to communicate with your Father, and when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. Because the Gentiles think because of their phrases, they're going to be heard. That's not the way it works. So as Jesus writes to us on the Sermon on the Mount, he's reminding us that, you know what? Our Father already knows what we need. So the real question is, is will we come ask our Father for some of the things that are going on inside of which he already knows about? Will we pause and say, okay, I need to communicate with you about this and this and this and this today. And it's this relationship that you have with him that you're looking forward to spending time with him, communicating with him. 
And then he, the part that most of us are really familiar with, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So if you've been around our church family, you've heard the name Daniel Henderson. And so Daniel Henderson kind of broke this Lord's Prayer down into four things. First one being reverence. Pausing in our time where we're seated in our room, meeting with Jesus, said, okay, I want to stop and say, you're worthy. And then you might want to go through different passages. I was thinking about Philippians, or not Philippians, but Psalm 32 reminds us that we have forgiveness. Psalm 33 reminds us of the word of the Lord, and and then creation is declared uh, there. Reminds us of Psalm 41, there's protection for the poor. Psalm 46, God is our refuge. So there's a lot of passages where I could go and say, wow, I just want to stop and say, Father, you're worthy. And then the other part, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's an opportunity for you and I to respond. And our response needs to be, I am needy. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. <clears throat> the word of God is clear. James chapter four reminds us that God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Matthew chapter 26, 36 to 46, gets us an opportunity to look at a picture of what was for Jesus in the garden, saying, Father, not my will, but yours be done. So it's kind of, we're saying, I'm needy, and I don't want to be that son and daughter that says, give me, give me, give me, give me. The next R is request. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Father, these are the things I need help with today. Car, budget, you know, uh, my neighbor. These are my daily needs. Things that are going on in my life that I just need you. And there's an opportunity for that in your prayer time. And the last one is, re- is the readiness piece. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And you've probably heard me say this before, but I love Exodus chapter 15, where we get a chance to read that the Lord is our warrior. He's the one that throws a horse and rider into the sea. First uh, Samuel uh, chapter 17, where you have the shepherd that's going to show up and he's going to become the warrior. And so maybe you'd, you're ending your time saying, Jesus, fight for so-and-so's marriage, for my children, for my grandchildren. God, fight for the building project of local churches. God, fight for the budget. Fight for the ministry of opportunities of funerals and marriages and all those things. God, there's just so much we need you to fight for. So the ending of that is the readiness part of your time of prayer. So hope that encourages you. You know, you have your reverence, your response, your request, and your readiness as you go meet at your special location with Jesus on a day-to-day basis when it comes to prayer. So thank you again for joining us. Father, I thank you for this time, just this opportunity to be together through podcasts. I don't know where you're going to send this, but I pray it be an encouragement to those who hear it, would actually help mold and shape their lives in their individual time with you, Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen.